This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to UBS Global Research Pod Hub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Phineas Glover, head of APAC ESG Research at UBS, and in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the recent launch of our net zero transition material model. In a major global collaboration between the ESG and mining sector teams, we recently published a Q-series report seeking to answer the question, which commodities win in the net zero transition? Drawing on the work of 20 analysts, we also launched a net zero transition materials model to enable investors to assess the relative attractiveness of 34 different commodities critical to net zero. The scale of transformation from here to achieve net zero is daunting. Total electricity supply will need to more than double. Transmission and distribution grids will need to expand by 2 million kilometers every single year and will need to fuel 1.5 billion EVs with 100 terawatt hours of battery capacity. Importantly, to achieve this, there is a growing realization that net zero not only requires an energy transition, but a commodities transition. Put simply, the growth in new low carbon products requires larger material input per unit of energy output versus the fossil fuel energy system today. And this results in a secular increase in demand under the net zero economy. There are three things we think investors need to understand about the net zero commodities transition. Number one is the opportunity from the growth in demand. Number two is the very real supply challenges we face meeting that demand. And number three, the growing importance of recycling and the impact intensity of mining. Starting with demand, current levels of production will need to increase substantially for many of the 34 commodities we assess under net zero. As expected, lithium has the greatest increase in demand, 10 times today's production in 2050. However, our model also finds significant growth in demand for gallium at nine times today's production, vanadium at seven times, and graphite at four times. We especially flag the importance of aluminium and copper, given the absolute growth in demand required in combination with highly diversified end markets for low carbon technologies. Questions naturally arise as to whether supply can grow fast enough to meet this demand. Well, interestingly, under our model, in some cases, the answer to this question is no. Cumulative demand to 2050 for zinc, nickel, cobalt, and copper would use more than 100% of known reserves today, and in some cases, more than two times reserves. So there are some fundamental supply demand challenges ahead for achieving net zero, but this also creates opportunities for investors. While reserves are important, growing disruption to production from geopolitics, weather extremes, and water scarcity will also be important for investors to understand. We reviewed the location of global production and reserves against several proprietary risk indicators and find that all materials have 70% of supply exposed to at least one of these three risks. Hence, even where supply demand is better matched, we see supply bottlenecks playing a role and the potential for price spikes. Finally, given these fundamental supply demand challenges, both circularity and impact 
will take on new importance. In the face of unprecedented growth in demand, circularity of materials takes on heightened importance, both due to the need to support constrained supply and to lower the environmental impact of supply versus primary mining extraction. We develop a circular economy future scenario to test for the impact of an aspirational recycling future and find that this could have a material impact. The lithium, under our scenario, the share of secondary production as a proportion of total production increases to 21% by 2030, meaning that primary production demand falls 21% relative to the base case. Finally, we find a growing climate paradox within the commodities transition. Without mitigation of emissions from the mining sector, the rise in demand from decarbonisation would counterintuitively imperil the Paris emissions budget. Under a business as usual scenario, the cumulative emissions of production to 2050 would absorb 10% of the total Paris budget. Aluminium, copper and nickel are the biggest consumers of the emissions budget, raising the prospect of a green premium for lower emissions producers of these materials. In conclusion, the commodities transition represents a multi-decade opportunity for investors to, to support net zero. To identify the most attractive stock exposures, we apply the net zero transition material scores to the UBS global mining coverage at the asset level to reveal each company's commodity exposures on a weighted NAV basis. We combine these scores with the analyst's highest conviction buy recommendations to identify 15 companies with the most attractive short and longer term exposures to net zero. Thank you for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an overview on net zero commodities with me, Phineas Glover, Head of APAC ESG Research at UBS. Tune in again for more investment insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regular or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.